Broadcasting from deep within the great pit of Carcoon, this is the Dubac Discussion Podcast, your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews, with your host, TJ Bowser and Grandmaster Ziad. guys and welcome to episode 24 of the do back discussion podcast today is august 1st 2018 and joining me today as always and returning also is the dutch do back team joel storms hello and Yaron. yo what's up guys also from the bantha babble podcast joke the rogue and from the do back discussion network dan the man with no plan Thank you for uh, joining me today, guys. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, how, how was your week, Joel? How about you go over your little vacay? Oh, man, this fucking festival was amazing. It's like uh, huge terrain, big lake, and uh, people naked everywhere. And uh, just a uh, really good time. As well. Uh, my week, my week has been uh, busy, very busy. I've been uh, looking for a new job, so I've been uh, applying forms and everything, you know, and being busy on job interviews. And uh, today is my midweek off, so tomorrow I'm gonna get busy with it again. Na 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 na. Okay, uh, Jogan, Jogan Fruit, what's up? <laughs> uh, my week's been pretty decent kind of sad because school's coming up and i forgot i had to do a portfolio over the summer so that's kind of great uh, so yeah it's <laughs> getting ready for school sadly what about you dan yeah hey you know it's 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 been a five-day uh off week for me so it's uh it's been relatively uneventful and uh i have not done anything it's been great oh well <laughs> that's uneventful well we got a lot of episode nine news for you guys today a little bit of Clone Wars, a little bit of Rebels, a little bit of Resistance. You know what I'm saying. Uh, but it's time to buckle up, baby, and start talking about these topics. Okay, so yeah. Joel, while you were gone, they uh, revealed the casting list for Episode Nine. If you'd like to go over that with us, please. Yes, absolutely. So... <clears throat> Uh, Star Wars Episode Nine will begin filming at London Spinewood Studios on August 1st, 2018. So that's today. J.J. Uh, Abrams returns to direct the final installment of the Skywalker Saga. And Abrams co-wrote the screenplay with Chris Terrio. Returning cast members include Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Lupita Nyong'o, and Domhnall Gleeson. Kelly Marie Tran, Jonas Suatamo, and Billy Lord, most of which are, well, really surprising. Uh, joining the cast of Episode 9 are Naomi Aki and Richard E. Grant, who will be joined by veteran Star Wars actors Mark Hamill, Anthony Daniels, and Billy D. Williams, who will reprise his role as Lando Calrissian. The role of Leia Organa will once again be played by Gary Fisher, using previously unreleased footage shot for Star Wars The Force Awakens. We desperately loved Gary Fisher, says Abrams. Finding a truly satisfying conclusion to the Skywalker saga without her eluded us. 
We were never going to recast or use a CG character. With the support and blessing from her daughter, Billy, we have found a way to honor Carrie's leg- legacy and role as Leia in episode 9 by unseen footage that we shot together in episode 7. Composer John Williams, who has scored every ch- uh, chapter in the Star Wars saga since 1977's A New Hope, will return to a galaxy far, far away with episode 9. Star Wars Episode 9 will be produced by Kathleen Kennedy, J.J. Abrams, and Michelle Rejwan, and exec- executive produced by Callum Green and Jason McAdlin. The crew includes Dan Mindel, director of photography, Rick Carter and Kevin Jenkins, co-production designers, Michael Kaplan, costume designer, Neil Scanlon, creature and droid effects, and Marion Brandon and Stephen Group, editors, Roger Goyette, VFX supervisor, Tommy Gormley, first AD, and Victoria Mahoney, second unit director. Release is scheduled for December 2019. Is the Victoria girl uh, an African-American? Who? Is the second unit director an African-American woman? Um, I think uh, officially, yes. Although I don't really see the, the black saint. Yep, she's an African-American black woman. That is a big thing for uh, Star Wars. Yeah, I don't care. That's just because you're not part of that SJW life, bro. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I think that's a that's a big step in the right direction to the diversity that we need to incorporate in the Star Wars. Don't you agree, Joel? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Joke? Joke I don't think skin or race should ever matter in somebody's qualifications. So No, it's just nice yeah. seeing that something outside of the norm is going to be able to give it an, a chance and an opportunity. Well, the norm should be the best person for the job. And as long as that person is the best person for the job, nobody should care about their skin tone. You're, we're talking about Lucasfilm. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about everyone in general. Uh, we're make talking it sound like we're talking about right now. Turner Broadcasting. That's what you make it sound like. Uh, Logan, what do you think about this, bud? I really like it. I like how they're bringing, like, I like how they're keeping Carrie Fisher's legacy alive and, like, kind of, you know, not using CGI or a new actor because I feel like that would totally disrespect Carrie Fisher in every way. So I just like how they're bringing her back. And also Mark Hamill, which means we'll most likely see a Force ghost or even his voice. Hopefully it's not a flashback or anything, but that's what I just like about it. Yeah, uh... I'm on the same path. Very <laughs> excited about everything that's going on here. I'm sure people yeah. have heard it. Actually, one times. thing I want to add is I want to see Carrie Fisher, um, like from her old footage, kind of like see like uh, like Princess Leia seeing uh, Luke as a Force ghost, and she would be able to see him. Okay, so what we got going on here is Daisy Ridley, Ray. Of course, she's coming back. Kylo Ren, Finn, uh Poe, Maz Kanata, General Hux, uh, Rose, Chewie, and uh, who's Billy Lord's character? I don't know. She's like a resistance Uh Naomi Ackle, Aki, no, Naomi Aki, and a Richard Grant will also be joining with Mark Hamill, Anthony Daniels, Billy D, <laughs> and as Lando, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the two things that we need to stick out here is the fact that there is no Phasma. There's no Gwendolyn, yep. there's no Gwendolyn well, this Christie. Isn't, this isn't she's part dead. of her story, though, is it? We don't know if she's dead or not. 
think she's dead. Shut so, up! Well, she was already killed twice, so it's probably <laughs> pretty final now. Oh, really? Because I'm pretty sure the story of Darth Maul says otherwise. You can die many times in Star Wars and come back. <laughs> yeah, if you're... So you're saying if you're Snoke's Snoke. alive, even though Andy Serkis no, isn't in the cast? I'm, I'm just saying, like, you think she'd be in the casting list, because she they, are, well, they, they heavily yeah, hyped yeah. her up. Maybe they're keeping it a secret. Like how they did with uh, en- Enfys Nest in uh, Solo. They didn't True. show who she was or anything. You're right. Okay, you're right. You're right for once in your life. Ah, shut up. Uh, I'm always your right. Own? What's your thoughts on this, cutie pie? Uh, yeah, I'm excited, uh, of course. But yeah, this uh, this sums up a lot of theories about who's going to be in the movie and who's not, of course. But uh, like Logan said about the, the CGI uh, Leia... Yeah, yeah. I don't want to break your heart, but uh, I hoped she would have like a glorious death in the beginning, and that's it. Fuck you. Yeah. I hate to say it, but I'm with your own. Yeah. I, I I feel like that everything that she's done within the series, much like with uh, the way. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't necessarily agree with the way that Han went out, but it, it was a good way to retire the character to the series, to give the character a little bit of justice, and to give the character. A way to kind of show that all of this was not done in vain. So you take a, a, a iconic character like Carrie Fisher and you know and Leia, and it, give her an honorable death. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like I wanted to. Like I don't want it to be like immediately at the beginning. I want it to be like maybe in the middle, and that like what leads up to the end. You know. Right. Right. It's a. It's like a pivotal moment that actually leads to. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Because like. Every single death of the main characters, like Han was near the end of the movie, Luke was literally at the end of the movie, so Princess Leia, like, a lot of people say, oh, she might be at the end, but I think it should be in the middle to kind of lead up to the end of the big battle between Rey and Kylo Ren. Right, that way it has a cause, it has a, it has, mm-hmm. what, it has what would feel the character now has, now has a drive to move forward with this battle. And, end of the first X, I would actually uh, think would work best. Yeah. So moving on to the next topic, Dan, uh, we touched upon Leia returning in episode nine at the beginning of this article. Uh, I think we do back discussion.net has an article and uh, we have a little bit more details on that. If you could elaborate. Absolutely. Uh, And with the announcement of episode nine's cast, Lucasfilm confirmed that Leia will be appearing in the final installment of the uh, the Skywalker saga. Her appearance has been a very heavy point of discussion since her untimely death more than one and a half years ago. Rumor has circulated that she will be reca- uh, that she will be recast, or that they would be using an entirely CTI character put- to portray her part. But J.J. Abrams has uh, finally put those rumors to rest. The role of Leia Organa will once again be played by Carrie Fisher, using previously unreleased footage shot for Star Wars: The Force Awakens. We desperately, desperately love Carrie Fisher, says Abrams, finding a truly satisfying conclusion to the Scott Star- uh, the Skywalker saga. Without her eluding us, we were never going to recast or use CG with this character. With the support and blessing of her daughter, Billy, we have found a way to honor Carrie's legacy and role as Leia in Episode Nine by using unseen footage we shot together in Episode uh, Eight. Seven. Seven? Seven? <laughs> we'll go with six. Seven, 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 five, five, that's I'll take a three. <laughs> uh, well, well, man, I'll, I'll just say uh, four. Four and a half, four point two. Easy enough. 
Carrie Fisher herself commented that she thought they found an improvised or, or uh, improved old footage from the 1977 film and was astonished by the scene. A lot of the fans felt it didn't do her justice. And while others liked it for what it was and what it did for, uh, for the film, we wouldn't want her part in an entire movie to be done entirely with CG. Agreed. So the news that they are going to bring Leia's story to an end with, a real, fo- uh, with real footage pleases the fans all. Yes, I agree. This is a good yep. move. I mean, that's kind of been a, a subject for me that's been extremely touchy for a few years anyway, because yes. I'm starting to notice that. And I was actually kind of scared they were going to end up doing this because, you know, with just to, to kind of bring up some of the 90s movies, uh, I mean, basically everything used to physically be there, either through, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Stan Winston effects or, you know, Jim Henson's Creature Shop, something like that. Usually it was a physical thing. So as CG started to come in and, you know, and do more and do more and do larger models and things. I have been scared for years that an actor is going to pass away and they're just going to g- digitally completely recreate that actor without the necessary, you know, actor. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. something that I've seen in a lot of the newer Marvel movies, uh, I mean, like Ant-Man, things like that, where they're, they're CGing over people's faces or even with the, uh, some of the, the car movies that I don't watch at all, uh, they're recreating actors. So, you know, I'm glad that they're actually taking that additional step to not use that technology even though they they know they can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They did the same thing with Tarkin Rogue One also. They did. They did. I mean, I don't think they did bad with it. I mean, considering the man's been dead a long time. Yeah. But but, I mean, still, the the way that they did it, I I feel like it did it a little bit of justice, but you could still very much tell it was CG. Yeah. Even parts in episode two where they CG'd uh, Obi's beard on. Uh Uh-huh. It just looks like shit. And see, to me, I mean, when, when you have something physical there and the, the audience knows that it's physical, that they can reach out and touch it even on the set, I feel like it, it brings a better relationship uh, with that character more, because uh, you, you know it's, it's physical, realism. you know it's real, you know it's there. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's like Chewie. That's like uh, R2-D2, C-3PO, mm-hmm. Jabba. I mean, Jabba was one of the biggest uh, Muppet maquettes that uh, Creature, I mean, Stan, or not Stan Winston, that uh, Jim Henson had ever done. You know, and, they, and even then, uh, George Lucas was still talking with him about p- potentially doing larger ones, which, which he was just not capable of doing at the time. So it's, mm-hmm. it's nice, to, it's nice to see that they're wanting to go with a physical representation rather than just throw in $10 at a programmer and go and make this. Feel you. Well, it's not—it's not ten dollars though. It's actually millions of dollars that go into CGI. Uh, so I know. I mean, just having a physical actor in versus versus CG. I mean, you're—I get your—you're you're spending a lot less money than practical what you would for over the computer actor. at the end of the day. It's just not fun. It's yeah. just yeah. It's just not as much fun. That's why uh, Force Awakens is the perfect blend of both, both practical and digital effects. <sighs> true. True. Most of that Maz Kanata hmm. people are all real. <laughs> I think the same yeah. goes for Canto Bite, so. And also, couldn't you say Solo as well? And I'm pretty sure there was some actual practical effects. Uh, yeah, with like, um, what's it, what's she called? The Lady, uh, Lady Proximus? Proxima? Yes. Yeah, and also I think the Rodian was real, and... Well, no, mm. A lot of the uh, a lot of close up of your aliens and things were were generally a CG maquette uh-huh. or something like that. Sure. Yeah. Uh yeah. 
All right, let's move on. Yeah, let's. Alrighty. Let's let's get this gravy train on on the road. Oh, Logan, talk about Lando's return. All right. So as we said earlier, Lando's returning in Episode Nine, uh, which is going to be really nice. I wonder how that's going to go in the actual thing. But Billy D. Williams is reprising his role as Lando Calrissian and filming will start uh, next month, I believe. Or no, no, no it'll be Today. this month actually in August. So. Hopefully, we get to see some behind-the-scenes clips or, like, some people just taking pictures, like, around in Hollywood studios and be like, hey, look, Billy D. Williams. And, you know, that would just be cool to see. That's pretty much just about it. He's reprising his role. <laughs> hey, and- hey, look. There's that one guy. Hey, look. <laughs> hey, look. That's, that's like, hey, look. Like it's Billy D. Williams. The goat. What's he doing to that droid? Better oh, than Childish Gambino. <laughs> hey. Uh, Billy, why do you carry around a uh, gallon of WD-40 in your trunk? You never know when the moon <laughs> strikes, L3. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, but that's pretty much about it. You're going to reprise his role. And I hopefully we see some like callbacks to Solo or like Return of the Jedi or Empire. I bet there's like a really intense sex scene between him and like L3's head. Oh my god. Yeah, it's, it's going to be the start of the R2 Me Too movement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking dead, dude. I'm fucking dead. All right. I feel you. You though. can hear the Anybody intro music now. Excited about Lando or you say anything, <laughs> you know? It's like pull the teeth here, people. Ah. Come on. Nothing? Okay, fuck you guys. Nothing. Uh, well, nothing. Well, I, got, I got no thoughts on the Lando. That's about, that's about all the information it's Billy we have. D. That's all that matters. It's Billy D. It's that's Billy all you should have said. It's Billy not, D, bitches. He's coming and, back. End of story. Not, <laughs> and not yes. Childish Gambino. Go see the movie now. <laughs> Go see the movie now. Buy tickets. Okay, Dad. Calm the fuck down. Block Magazine. 46 goes inside the Lego Star Wars design process. Blocks Magazine 46 is back with all the latest brick-related news, including a detailed look at Solo a Star Wars Story Millennium Falcon. Blocks <laughs> Magazine is taking the Kessel Run with the latest batch of Lego Star Wars, including the new Millennium Falcon. While Solo a Star Wars Story may have been overlooked by many cinema goers, that does not necessarily mean that the Lego sets, sets should be. Blocks check all out... <laughs> I can't even. Blocks check all out of recommend. What? Blocks check all out to recommend which sets readers. What the hell? This is. Is it it me or is it the article? (laughs) Is it the article? This is like fucking. Oh, God. Block checks the. Skip. Creator expert. That's not English. Roller coaster also goes under the blocks microscope to see if there are enough thrills to make the ride worthwhile. Going beyond the sets themselves, Chris Wolf has a chat with the Lego group Star Wars design Gugurus to find out how they captured the latest standalone movie and the brick and how they went up tackling the new version of the iconic Millennium Falcon. Oh. Those looking to take a first tentative step into the world of Lego I burped there will want to feature... 
check out the month's 101 feature, which demonstrates the theme that does not need to be daunting. For a dose of nostalgia, Blox looks back at the beloved AquaZone theme, diving into the underwater world of sea creatures, submarines, and magnets. Technique demonstrates how to build Lego trees in micro scale, showing a few parts can still be put together in some fancy foliage. Elsewhere, the Nego Ninjago, Nego, Lego Ninjago Movie Bridge <laughs> project Nego. continues with a setting. The other Lego. <laughs> setting constructed to showcase the rope bridge from last month. Plenty of buildings is presented in the regular ideas showcase and month and mock sections. The new tips for photo- photographing completed models of the blockography. What are these words? Brick wife, lug spot, this Lego life, and more round out another. I'm done using this source. Okay, it's a Lego book. It's a Lego book. (laughs) It sounds like you're reading a rap back, but you're slightly uh, dyslexic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's written dyslexic. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's it's written by a dyslexic man. (laughs) Uh, Could you just talk about a couple of the things about the uh, London Film Fest? Oh yeah, so the show is in the progress of process of being set up. People are flying in from around the world and fans are set to head towards Olympia for a busy weekend of genre, fun and frolics. We're knee deep in prep for the Star Wars fandom zone brought to you by Fantatrax. <clears throat> but above and beyond that there are a couple of other Star Wars related happenings taking place over the weekend over there at the London Film and Comic Con. So somebody's going to be uh, hosting a Star Wars Far Far Away panel, Star Wars A Galaxy Far Far Away panel with a quintet of great guests at the Comic Zone. The Comic Zone is now fa- finalized and below. Please, no, no sorry. So at 12 p.m., <laughs> Star Wars A Galaxy Far Far Away for over 41 years, Star Wars has been. Su- has been sci-fi royalty with new movies bringing in billions and new generations of fans reading the comics and watching spin-off shows like Rebels. Like Rebels. <laughs> our panels, our panel discuss why Star Wars is more popular than ever. Kieran Gillen, great writer. Star Wars, also famous for Dr. Afra. Casper Wein- Weingart, Star Wars that? and Deadpool. I think he's Dutch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Simon Myers. From Doctor Who and Star Wars Insider, and Ariana Florian from Star Wars and Doctor Who, Martin Fisher from Star Wars Rebels, and the moderator Mark Newbold from Star Wars Insider. Uh, so then on set, uh, Sunday at 10:10 a.m., not me but somebody else will be uh, on the main <laughs> stage interviewing none other than Ray Park. So uh, you want to know all about the scene uh, in Solo? You better be there and asking questions. <laughs> yeah, Dan, screw off. Darth Maul is the best. I never said he wasn't! <laughs> I can't stand him. Screw off. His, his I said I can't stand how they did a story. Mm-hmm. They pooped on him. They <laughs> pooped on him. <laughs> That's what Disney does. <laughs> so any thoughts on this guys sounds like it's gonna be a fun time stuff that we're yeah. not gonna go to anytime soon <laughs> <laughs> 
the fuck is um, going on with well that? i i i don't really see star wars being more popular than ever but uh yeah be interesting I mean, I, to actually hear their thoughts on how it's more popular now i can see where they can they can say it i mean with a whole new generation of kids coming up who who've literally not experienced it the, the, i mean they're obviously they're not going to be able to experience it the same way that we did because with what we had with the original series and all that they're not going to have it's going to be all new movies mm-hmm. characters situations you know stuff like that with especially with some of the people that we've grown up with obviously they're beginning to pass away so new characters are getting introduced new parts of the universe new story arcs things like that so they're getting introduced to the, the galaxy in an entirely different way than what we did so yeah i mean i, I could see where they could say that Okay. Yeah. I can hang. Uh, cool. Yeah, but uh, there is well, another... Timothy Zahn is not yes. going to let Mara Jade sneak into canon. If Mara Jade is going to make it into canon, uh, Lucasfilm and Disney are going to need her co-creator her creator, Timothy Zahn's approval. Timothy Zahn is a great Star Wars storytelling, storyteller. His new book, Throne Alliances, is being met with a ton of excitement as a sequel to last year's Throne, and he's written many Star Wars novels and created some wildly popular characters. Tron was recently included in Star Wars canon as Disney made him a featured character in Star Wars Rebels. But one character that remains part of the Star Wars Legends universe is Mara Jade Skywalker, wife of Luke Skywalker and a former smuggler with a troubled past. Was it a smuggler? She was the Emperor's hand. Yeah. It was a fucking assassin and a uh, concubine. Garbage tier. Alright, Zahn is the creator of Mara Jade, and with the news of Carrie Russell being cast for episode 9, rumors are swirling that the beloved Legends character could be making her way into canon. But no, not so fast, says Zahn. Well, Zahn said in a podcast that he would speak to Lucasfilm about finding an, an organic way to include Mara Jade into the storyline, he does not want her to simply be a cameo or minimal character, and won't allow her to be used in that way. And it's hard to blame him. For a character like Mara Jade, keeping her story the way it is in Legends may be the best option anyway. Zan would have com- to completely recreate her story arc to fit in with Luke's new arc, which includes a complete detachment from reality after Kylo Ren leaves his new Jedi Order and succumbs to the dark side. What would Mara Jade in at this point do for the franchise besides tick off a large group of Star Wars fans? Zan is obviously a very creative storyteller, and if he's talking about pitching an idea to Lucasfilm, maybe he actually has a great idea in mind. But it's better for for the writers of Episode 9 to simply use Russell in a different role completely. One idea that really makes a lot of sense and would be fun is having Russell uh, as one to resurrect the Sith. Ooh. I do like that. (laughs) While Kylo Ren is a dark side for... Force user, he is not a Sith Lord, nor was Supreme Leader Snoke. Even if Russell or whoever would play a role that was similar to the character type of Mara Jade, it would be better than bringing her into the story in general. Especially on a limited basis, Zan isn't going to let one of his most popular characters be a side piece in the new canon stories. I think this is actually uh, really great news. <coughs> Easy now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually also kind of surprised because he earlier uh, said in interviews that it's even though it's his creation, he doesn't really have a lot of um, say in the matter. But no. now it sounds like he actually can can shut the door on this. 
Yeah, I, I, I think so also. It's nice to see him putting a little bit of forethought into something, because you know how a lot of, uh, and in directorial spots, especially even uh, production companies, are really, really big on jumping on things that are just mm-hmm. ideas. It doesn't matter if it fits yeah. into the story or if the character even like should even be there. They jump on it merely because it's 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 part of the universe, as they put it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like with Ninja Turtles, they completely changed how April O'Neil did everything and, and how a lot of the characters actually acted. Because it was an idea, not because it was good. And see, it's it's nice to see that you know some of the 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 people working on these projects are actually putting a little bit more forethought into it. Like you know, uh, I don't feel like she should be there. I don't feel like the story arc would work with what we're doing right now. Maybe something later on in the future. But it you know it was just nice to see that right. they didn't immediately go, oh yeah, no, let's put her in the movie. <laughs> so you know they're actually they're actually putting forethought into it. As, as, as it's not so much from a directorial perspective or a production standpoint they're, they're actually looking at it from the fan standpoint you know would they want this in the film would this work yeah i agree dan that it's a very good insight on that yeah true uh, th- this is really why i want son on the on the story group because he has such a really good he can he can see a story before it's there like he right. the, the only thing that's, he had to rare. work with was uh with uh, with the throne novel was that um, what was it again? Him and that um, that imperial uh, uh, chick. Like um, they they said something about Thrawn uh, being responsible for some attack on civilians, and he immediately f- felt like, wait a minute, that's that's not Thrawn. Thrawn would never do that. So he's covering for somebody. He's covering for her. And he could see that entire story already, like in in two or three minutes. He he saw that story already unfold in front of his eyes, and it's, that's why he's the master. He's just that's why I'm really happy that he he keeps marriage aid out of it as long as he can. And uh, anyway, some writers can fully see their vision, and and some writers once they see dollar signs, the, the yeah. vision just. <laughs> so. <laughs> hey, Talking hey, about hey. Carrie Russell, Dan, is it will you take? Carrie Russell, Carrie Russell, Carrie Russell. Let's see what's going on with Carrie Russell. <laughs> what's going on with Carrie All Russell, right. Dan? Right. I don't know. <laughs> Why Carrie Russell wasn't a part of the casting announcement announcements for episode nine. On the following of the announcements of the principal cast of Episode 9, many fans have been left wondering if the rumors of casting of the American actress Carrie Russell was was wide of the, uh, wide of the mark. Someone can't write. Movie yeah, Web, however, true. shed some light on the story, and it appears that it may just be down to timing of the announcement and contract negotiations. So it sounds like she might not be appearing just due to the contract constraints and more than likely the filming of another movie. Okay, well that that's uh, not very enlightening at all. Oh, very informative. Very informative. <laughs> she's she's not doing anything. That's what she's doing. <laughs> I think there was a movie. That may shed more light on the matter. Uh, what what role was she intended to play? We don't know. She's Ray's twin sister. Confirmed. Yeah. 
She's Ray's mother's old roommate. She's a hidden Sith. Like they talked about the in the Sith last thing. It's like she's the extinct. one who revived the Sith. Well, that's speculation. Because <laughs> remember, they're, they're, like they're trying, to, they're like trying to add more female villains. Like, I mean, that's all well and good, but I mean, if they're going to do that, I would love to see some of the, the female villains from Clone Wars. I mean, simple mm-hmm. as that. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they're going to bring in villains, bring in at least a handful of them that we already know. That well, you if, know, if you make female fi- v- female villains, at least use them and don't, don't throw them away twice. Asaz, right. Asaz don't, don't, don't pull a don't pull a Darth Maul and and have him have him not even speak and get cut in half and then try to you know feed me a crap story later on. You know, hey, actually, give me substance. Give me substance. Give me yeah. substance. If the character is amazing, make it amazing. Yeah, like I just hope she gets a good role, and yeah. like you know the Sith will like like I really want the Sith to be back, but that's for another time to talk about because I just go on a big. I feel rant like about she's it. gonna be one of uh, Luke's uh, fall, uh, like lost Jedi, like she was taught in Luke. Uh, yeah. They've never said that he's never trained anyone else. So. Well, thirteen Maybe people she, never, he trained. Never know. He, he, Maybe he, part of the Knights of hello, Ren. Hello, he trained yeah. thirteen people. We don't know exactly how if they were all killed. Or if one of them went rogue, we don't know that. So there's no, a, there's the, a possi- the, the Knights of Ren were the ones that split off. Uh-huh. They were his students who split off. Or maybe she comes Kylo from the Ren. outside and is like someone that helps Ray with the new Jedi Order. So, or she's hmm. part of the new Jedi Order. It's. I feel like be, she's a very physical like actor. She's a very physical actor. Continue, Logan. What were you saying? Oh, yeah. So I'm just saying, like. Like like you said, like oh maybe she could help uh, Ray with the new Jedi Order. I think that would be a job for, for Ahsoka. But um, right, or Ezra. I, I would love to see. I would love to see a theatrical version of Ahsoka. With everything that I've seen within Clone mm-hmm. Wars and some of the things I've read in the comics and things, she ends up becoming such an iconic character within within the Jedi, and. Most fans don't even get to really experience that unless they go looking for it. So I would I would love to see a visual representation of this. I would love to see battles. I would love to see conversations. I would love I would love nothing more than to actually see her in a physical role than one of these. Similar it, you to know, uh... with with a battle with Vader or whatever, even if it's just her hanging with the clone troopers, you know, after you know, after sixty six and all that. I just to see her would make me happy. Carrie Russell? Yeah. No, not like not necessarily Ahsoka. Carrie, Carrie Russell. Ahsoka. The character in Okay. Yeah. Uh Yaron? Yeah, I'm, I'm I don't know who that is, so I'm all fine with that. <laughs> Simon Pegg. <laughs> you know Simon Pegg is? Simon Pegg, I thought we were talking about Carrie Russell. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Oh. Well, you guys continue talking about Joel, Carrie Russell. Joel's talking about Simon Pegg now, aren't you, Joel? No, that's Am when I... you talk about him. Yeah. What? Yeah. It says Simon Pegg and it says Joel on the show notes. No, it says oh. Logan. It says Logan. Oh, it must have been adjusted before I refreshed it. Yeah, because you don't decide to change everyone's thing. Yep. It does say Logan. <laughs> so speak it, bitch. Yeah. All right. So Simon Pegg regrets his prequel comments. Ungar Plutt shows his caring side as actor Simon Pegg has spoken recently about how he regrets his comments on the prequels, especially Jar Jar Binks. Following the, act- following the actor Ahmed Best's own comments about how the negativity around the character nearly drove him to suicide, 
Speaking during press interviews for his current film, Mission Impossible Fallout, he said, quote, I feel so ashamed of the fact that there was a victim, a human victim in that, end quote. Quote, I think most people were regarding Jar Jar Binks like he was a real creature and wailing on him for being annoying or whatever or not liking him. But there was a person behind that, and I read that and just thought, I am one of those people. It makes me feel awful. End quote. He also give his ah, he also gives <laughs> he his also views gives. on the current state of fandom following the recent social media storms around the Last Jedi, which led to Kelly Mary Tran leaving Instagram Marie. due to abuse. Marie, sorry, Marie Tran. But it, this just goes to show how like being like rude and being disrespectful to the actors of stories could do. Like didn't um, Daisy Ridley leave Twitter? Or Instagram, I forgot which one. But because so many people just hated on Ray. No. Don't ask Joel of, those No, she left because she made some comments about uh, gun policies <laughs> and uh, people reacted to that. Oh. And she felt she had a lot of growing up to do and she didn't want to do that. Once again, a small eye. disclaimer to all your listeners out there. The uh, the thoughts and opinions of Joel Storm do up. not reflect. This is fact. <laughs> if you don't want to acknowledge facts, then you can fuck off. <laughs> Welcome back, Joel. Welcome back. <laughs> I'm just glad that once again Simon Pegg is showing just how an, not only an amazing actor he is. Uh, I mean, I don't care what any of you think. Freaking uh, Shaun of the Dead, amazing. Yeah, love it. I mean that that whole fight scene choreographed to you know to Queen with with the oh. pool hall. I mean, ah, ah. Can, can I time. say a fun fact? Uh, it. If it's about it, Simon Pegg, absolutely. No, no, it's it's about Star Wars and Simon Pegg, but in Shaun of the Dead, his uh, flatmate, Pete, he does the voice of Darth Maul in The Phantom Menace. Yes, he does! <laughs> yeah. yeah, he does. Oi, prick! Oi, prick! What the fuck just happened? But it's, it's, it's just nice to see him once again kind of stepping up for, for his fellow colleagues and things like that, and, just, and really just being Simon Pegg. I mean, yeah. he's, he's, not only, he's not only a huge, huge, huge nerd, but you know he's he's a genuinely good actor and a genuinely good person. So you know it's it's nice to see him kind of standing up and reminding the fans that you know these characters and creatures that you you know you want to put down these are real people. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh. Hmm. <laughs> Your own. Yeah. So Disney backed Fox. Bid for UK pay TV company Sky, what a line, man, may need to be increased following an upturn of revenues on new subscribers in the Sky latest published accounts. Comcast are also interested in the broadcaster as both companies seek to counter the challenges being created by online broadcasters Amazon and Netflix. For the full story, has to the business day. (laughs) That was a very, very uh, summarized. It was summarized. Uh, What the fuck is Disney trying to do? A monopoly? (laughs) Jesus Christ, they're buying everyone. Yes, they are. Well, they tried to anyway. So Sky Sky, uh, Sky gave Walt Disney another reason to consider bidding higher in the battle for Britain's top pay TV company, reporting full-year sales that were in line with analysts' estimates as it 
continue to grow the customer base. What's an analyst? <laughs> an analyst. Sorry. <laughs> it's a uh, articulation. Articulation. So Disney CEO Bob Iger is weighing the value of Sky as he considers whether the Trump Comcast 26 billion offer <laughs> is a billion or million? What is that? Billion. Is that billion? billion? 26 billion offer for the broadcaster, part of a wider battle between the U.S. giants for control of the bulk of Rupert Murdoch's media empire. Today, Sky is bigger and doing more of more for customers than ever before and we're proud of being recognized globally sky ceo Jer jerry derrick said said in a statement on thursday so you guys have sky because we don't have sky over here uh we don't either yeah, we only have sky radio i have yeah, literally never heard of it <laughs> yeah same <laughs> uh, just another okay. thing for disney to completely take control of Okay, one right. day Disney is going to take over Warner Brothers. Disney is going to take over the world in the next 20 years. I can one of these that, days, man. Disney is going to go off to fucking buy something. They're going to be like, there's nothing left to buy! Uh, so, apparently, the Episode 9 crew has gone old school. Victoria Moni, who was the second unit director for Episode 9 this week, posted a picture to a Twitter, to Twitter, of an old Nokia mobile phone leading to suggest that J.J. Abrams and Lucasfilm are going to great lengths to avoid People leaking photos or videos taken in their smartphones by handing out no smart alternatives. Of course, this could just be teasing the fandom. Jumping on the slightest rumor, JJ may just trying to keep things a closely guarded secret as he did with The Force Awakens. I think this is a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like when stars yeah. do that, they kind of they kind of ruin their own movie. When you're given a snippets, which don't get me wrong, I, I love things like that, but I prefer to see it on like the DVD. I you know, uh, deleted stuff like them fucking around and, uh, you know, on the back lot or something like that with each other. You know, that's all well and good, but I, I want to see that on the DVD. I don't want to see that before I see the movie and we're going potential spoilers. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, old school ghost. You can't go wrong with Nokia. Right? <laughs> hey, you can, beat a, you can beat a man to death with a Nokia phone and still make a phone call. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh your own talk about that that clone wars news baby so in a recent panel at san diego comic-con dave Fe feloni am i saying it right yep feloni's baloney so dave feloni <laughs> dave feloni <laughs> gave some insight in, in insight into the early days of the clone wars and some outlines of the original ideas for the show speaking about the show revived for Disney streaming service, he said there was something wait, wait, closer there was something that when I was that when I was working early on with Henry Gilroy, we were trying to figure out what the character makeup of the show was going to be and how we could produce a TV series based in the time of the Clone Wars because the Clone Wars is so fast and would require, require literally thousands of clones battling thousands of battle droids and so we were shooting around more of an original trilogy, trilogy idea of a crew, a two Jedi that worked with these smugglers and black market. And we were coming up with a character makeup. Frankly, that character makeup is very similar to what we have ended up with in Rebels. It's, it just goes to show you 
that those ideas don't really die. With the new episodes adding to the stories from this era of the saga, it's interesting to hear how tonally different the show could have been. Tonally. Tonally. Totally. Totally. Like tonally, man. Isn't that supposed to be totally different? Yeah. Uh, tonally is like a, a difference in, in tone in um, setting. Oh, yeah, because I like the setting from uh, Cl- uh, Clone Wars way better. I'm not talk- talking about the era or something, but I'm talking about the character designs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's more of like a, realis- a realistic feel. No, right? not a more realistic feel. Well, but like Rebels has more roundings, while Clone Wars yeah. has more edges. Yeah, true. Well, if you think about it, though, I mean, the two the two stories, I mean, even in their animation style, basically represent what they are. Whereas Rebels a little bit more rounded, as you said, you know, it's it's a little bit more rounded telling of what's going on in that mm-hmm. portion of the universe in that portion of time. Whereas Clone Wars, everything's in chaos. Everything is going around. I mean, your average clone trooper is probably confused as shit 90% of the time because there's so much crap going on. So, of course, it, naturally, your animation would be a little bit edgier, uh, a little bit darker, you know. No, I'm not well, talking about that. I'm talking about things. character design, Dan. I'm not talking Man. about story design. I'm, I'm talking, talking about character about design. I'm talking about when I'm looking to Ezra and when I'm looking to Anakin or Obi-Wan. Yeah, no, that is true. Uh, I feel like Clone Wars might be a little bit more uh, adult than Rebels. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I feel like the animation style differs slightly, and pers- and uh, shows more of a more mature type cartoon rather than the the kiddish Saturday morning cartoon thing, which is Rebels is kind of getting into, and I believe that's what Resistance is going to be. But uh, yeah, I could see this. But I I I think you're missing the point about what he's saying about the original idea for the Clone Wars show was two Jedi working together with smugglers and black market. And I, I prefer the anthology. That, that's the, anthology that, that's the, the thing that got shoved away and then um, they utilized that in the, in the, in rebel. Yeah. Uh, no, I like the, the stories of the different battalions and divisions. Like, like I said, the anthology story arcs and stuff like that. I, I just feel like it tells the story better and allows those gaps to be filled in in a more, uh, Are you okay? Yeah, sorry. What's wrong? Sneeze, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were laughing. Anybody else thought he was laughing? Like... I am. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was laughing. Uh, sorry. I, I don't I... even know where I'm going right now yeah. with this. Uh... <laughs> just look at the resistance one. Yeah, let's let's just let's just go unless anyone else anything else to say then. Nah, I'm All right, then take take it away. Send you Newton's award. All right, looks like Sandy Newton is uh, receiving an Emmy for her Westworld inter- uh, episode. The uh, the solo Star Wars actress Sandy Newton is uh, submitting the we- the Westworld episode Acne No Mai oh, as her Acne Emmy no submission mai. for Best Drama Supporting Actress. The fifth episode of the season two of HBO's drama saw her character. And I watched the show. And I can't even pronounce that. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> captured and taken into Shogun World. She is warned that she, uh, that this fictional place is 
even more extreme than her own. Mm -hmm. She encounters many doppelgangers of the Westworld hosts there, including her own equivalent, the Geisha Acne, who kills a local local emissary. Maeve convinces her her to escape into the underground network. Akane's Akane's daughter Sakura is killed, so she in turn kills the Shogun murderer. Nuke is a returning nominee for this Emmy category, and the other Mm -hmm. nominees of the 2018 ceremony include last year's winner, Anne Dowd, along with The Handsmaid Tale. Uh, Co-stars Alexis Texas, 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 Alexis, Texas. Others in the category are returning nominees. Millie Bobby Brown, Stranger Things, Lena Headley, Game of Thrones, plus first-timer Vanessa Kirby, The Crown. Vanessa Kirby! Which, by the way, if you haven't seen The Crown, it's not bad. It's not bad. You're not bad, cutie pie. I know. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah. Good job, Sandy Newton. You were good in Solo for the ten minutes you were in the film. Woo. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, Star Wars Rebels, uh, Logue. Hey, so, you know, Star Wars Rebels, the complete fourth season, Blu-ray details revealed. So, Star Wars Rebels, the complete fourth season, features some of the most critically acclaimed Star Wars storytelling to date, with compelling characters, harrowing conflicts, and astounding space battles. Battle of Adalon, Prime. Old friends are reunited and new alliances are forged as Star Wars Rebels builds to an epic conclusion, drawing connections to the entire Star Wars saga. So some of the extras uh, on the Blu-ray are six audio commentaries featuring Dave Filoni, uh, the Ghost of Legends. As paths come together, we explore the journey of the Ghost crew with some of the talented people who brought them to life. Force of Rebellion, executive producer Dave Filoni shares insights into the, into the Force and its importance across the Star Wars galaxy. Kevin... Kiner, Kinner, Kiner, whatever. The Kiner. Rebel Symphony. <laughs> Go behind Kiner. the scenes of composer Kevin Kiner to discover what inspired some of the most iconic music in the series. Rebels Recon. Go behind the scenes with the cast and crew in eight entertaining and information-packed episode recaps. In DVD, Rebels Recon. Go behind the scenes with the cast and crew in eight entertaining and information-packed episode recaps, just like the ones before with Rebels Recon. And the DVD and Blu-ray are released in the U.S. on July 31st. Yeah, they're already out. Woo! It seems we have a ghost. I think that was the first Fantatrex article without any typos or grammar. (laughs) 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 All I'm saying is spell check's a thing, people. Jesus. Uh, It seems that the ghost in the chat said that Logan likes Mandingo parties. I don't what? Know. That's what it says. It says Logan loves no way I'm going. Parties. That is uh, false. <laughs> that is false news. <laughs> well, you, don't, you don't sound very convincing, Logan. Sorry. Fake news. So. All right. Todd Fisher's Happy Carry is back. I guess it also says TJ sucks donkey dick for crack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it says that. It says specifically for crack right there in the parentheses, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right there. <laughs> right, right there. <laughs> All right, so Todd Fisher credits J.J. Abrams with keeping Carrie Fisher in episode 9. The Hollywood Report... What the fuck just happened? Fisher as <laughs> Leia Organa in episode 9, the manner, of, the manner of which was put out there well over a year ago by her brother Todd, 
credits J.J. Abrams for bringing her back one final time. In April 2017, the brother of the late Carrie Fisher said in an interview that Princess Leia would be featured in episode 9 via unused footage, a statement that was quickly shut down by Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy, who said he was confused. Well, Fisher was correct. Ha! Take that bit. Uh, <laughs> See, she shouldn't have immediately answered back. Yeah, so, she, she should just keep her mouth shut and resign now already. Jesus Christ! On Friday, no. it was revealed that a new footage take. Oh my God! <laughs> We're not calling him the mess anymore. He's Joel the troll. He is Joel the troll. It's official. On Friday, it was revealed that unused footage taken during the production of 2015 Star Wars: The Force Awakens will be used in the upcoming film, bookending new the new trilogy. We desperately loved Carrie Fisher, returning J- director J.J. Abrams said in his statement. Finding a truly satisfying, conclu- satisfying conclusion to the Skywalker saga without her eluded us. We were never going to recast or use a CG character. The actress's brother could not be happier, he told the Hollywood Reporter. J.J. really made this happen, said Fisher. After Todd Fisher made his comments last year, Kennedy said she had no idea why he said that. The actress's brother said he has no hard feelings. If I was in any way an inspiration for the final decision to keep Leia a part of the story, that's great, he told THR. I must say at times I felt like a voice crying in the wilderness. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's good. It's good wow. stuff. Thank you, Todd. <laughs> you know, as, as much as we've talked about Miss Fisher, uh, Fisher today, I mean, like just out of curiosity, has anybody bothered to to let Disney know, you know, hey, you know, seeing as how she's passed and she has been part of this entire series as long as she has, why has she not been made an official Disney princess yet? I, I feel like she deserves that royal. Well, isn't she? No, that's like, right. I mean, not, yeah, she is. Is there a ceremony for that, or is it just like anybody, uh, any any chick in uh, the Disney franchise under the Disney umbrella is automatically a Disney princess? True. I, I think like, they, I can I think feel they like the criteria to it. Hmm. Anyway, before we get into an argument about princesses, let's uh let's wrap, let's wrap this tight ass bitch up, you know what I'm saying? Potential premiere date for Germany and synopsis for Star Wars Resistance revealed. Florian from the German site Jedi Bibliothek made an interesting Bibliothek. Whatever he said. Interesting Ooh. discovery regarding the upcoming Star Wars animation show Resistance. A German site has listed that the show will air on, in Germany on October 13th, and that was the first season. We'll have 22 episodes. They also shared a synopsis of the series, quoting the official Disney Germany. According to Florian's findings, the show will premiere with a two-part episode titled The Recruit. So in Germany, Star Wars Resistance premieres on October 13th. With a two-parter titled "The Recruit," first season has twenty-two episodes. Yeah, uh, it's just there's a plot synopsis. We did get that like really shitty picture a few weeks ago. That's like showed you like a bunch of the different characters and stuff. And that better be Cardinal with Phasma. Just saying. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Uh, as revealed by Definitely the Star Phasma. Wars site, Resistance will be a new animated style based on the new characters, Kazuda. I wonder if we will see some old characters like Hera and all that. No, Hera's dead. She died. 
Shut up. No, she's not. She's dead. Anyway, uh, let's, talk about to- let's talk You're about toy dead. runs. Let's talk about toy runs. Uh, this week, I bought a Black Series Darth Vader helmet. Uh, I got a Walmart exclusive Tobias Beckett Funko Pop, a Force Awakens Finn number 59 Funko Pop, a number 262 San Diego Comic Con exclusive Cad Bane. I have a Black Series Range Trooper, Death Star Trooper, Ray on Ock 2, and... Achto. Achto. Uh, well, fuck, what's my fourth one? Uh, oh, DJ. Uh, they're all very nice, 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 nice figures. Uh, Yaron, you picked up something recently also. What? <clears throat> what did I pick up? Lightsaber? <laughs> yeah, but I, I told you guys already, right? Didn't I? No. Oh, well, I uh, picked up my Force Effects lightsaber the other day. It's and amazing. And you love it, from don't Dark you? Vader. You love it, I, don't I love you? it. Every You've morning when I wake up, that I, know you I have. just... I'm at least to it. He hasn't taken it out of his ass since, man. I thought this show was shell friendly. (laughs) That's Bantha Babble. (laughs) Oh, that's Bantha Babble. Fuck you, Joel. (laughs) (laughs) I can curse. Hell yeah. This is fucking Dubak. You can do what you want. Damn, man. You fucking mandingo parties. Yeah, I'm loving this lightsaber. It's fucking amazing. I bought it secondhand, and uh, yeah, if, if you can find one uh, near you and you're you're a big enough fan, I, I rec- highly recommend buying one. And do not and sell it so like some sturdy. idiots did. They're so sturdy. <laughs> you look at it. You look at it in the box, and you're like, "I'm gonna have this bastard broke in two days." And then you get to playing with it, and you're like, "Oh wow, this is actually pretty cool." Yeah, then it actually breaks after five, so you're still disappointed. Oh well, you still get a help. <laughs> True. Uh, but that's it for uh, this episode of the Dubac Discussion Podcast. Thank you for uh, joining me, guys. Uh, yeah, thank you, man. Yeah. Uh, Welcome. No problem. Uh, we Pleasure covered, as always. We definitely covered a lot of uh, material here on this episode. But with that being said, that's uh, Bardo signing off. Myth signing off. Jeroen signing off. Jogue signing off. Dan the man signing off. Bye-bye! Bye! 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 Check one, check two, and check three. Check one, check two, check three. Check four, check five, check six. Check seven.